Welcome to Quirky, Creepy, and Freaky, a podcast where I tell you about wonky animal facts. I'm your host, Olivia, and each week I will share with you a different weird fact from the animal kingdom. So, uh, we are back after a couple weeks. We have our first stint with every other week episode. So, here we are with some fun updates. I submitted the podcast to Spotify last night and actually very quickly got an email back that we are officially on Spotify. So I was expecting that to take some time, but nope. Here we are being all fancy on another big podcasting platform. So let's see where we go from here. And now for this week's episode, we're going back to gliding. So when I was doing my research on flying snakes for episode 21 a few weeks ago, a lot of the articles that I read tended to list some other gliding animals just for examples of other things that do this, and one of them caught my eye as surprising. So we knew about flying squirrels and gliding lizards and frogs, but then they really threw me for a loop when they just casually threw in gliding ants with no context. So then I decided that I needed to know about them, and now we have this episode. The ability of some ants to glide was discovered by accident back in 2004. An entomologist was hanging out in the rainforest treetops of Peru for observing some other bugs, and was casually swatting off ants, since in rainforest ants are just kind of everywhere. But as he was swatting off the ants, he noticed that they weren't just falling back to the ground. They were doing this super interesting thing where they were gliding in a bit of a J shape and landing back on the tree they had fallen from. So this ant species was Cephalodes atratus, and it's a very common ant in South America and ranges to forest up through Panama. There are other ant species that glide as well. We have found gliding in 25 species of ant, scattered within five different genera within subfamilies Myrmicinae, Pseudomyrmicinae, and Forminicinae. Um, and Cephalodes atratus belongs to genus Cephalodes, which is then within Myrmicinae. The fun thing here is that all of the ant species in Cephalodes are known to glide and are considered to be the best ant gliders. So, gliding has evolved independently many different times in the animal kingdom. The fact that we have had two episodes on gliding animals within the span of a month is a good indication. So just in vertebrates, so things with bones, it has evolved as a trait at least a dozen times and is also found in many invertebrates as well. So in addition to gliding ants, there are some wingless, immature insect stages of winged insects that are capable of gliding as well, and there are even some species of spider that glide. So sometimes in the uh, springtime or sometimes in fall time, when you'll see like small strands of webs in the tree, spiders will parachute using their webs in order to get from one place to another, a lot of times in uh, young spiders as they're leaving the web. In the world of marine invertebrates, we even have flying squids that will leap up out of the water to escape predators, much like flying fish do. It always feels surprising and a little bit terrifying sometimes when we find out another animal can glide or fly, but overall, this is not an uncommon way for animals to get around. After all, gliding has many great benefits, and with the flying snakes we learned a few of them. So it is an energy-efficient way to move between trees, 
a faster way to move between trees, and it's a great way to avoid land-based predators. So gliding ants glide for many of the same reasons, but primarily it is predator avoidance. So in the Amazon rainforest, where the bulk of these guys live, the rainforest regularly floods to the extent that large swaths of forest will be flooded and underwater. In these times, if the ants were to fall out of the trees, it would pretty much be guaranteed death, either by drowning or by becoming fish food, whatever happens first. Even when the forests aren't flooded, a fallen ant can face death by land-based predators, even by being attacked by enemy ant species. They're fairly territorial. Adapting to be able to redirect their fall um, back onto their home tree saves them from that certain doom. It can also keep them from becoming lost. Ant species rely heavily on chemical communication, and they leave these chemical trails to tell other ants where food is, how to get to food, and how to get to and from the nest. If they get too far away from these chemical trails and they can't smell them, they can often never find their way back. So how do you solve this problem if you fall out of the tree? Simply glide back in line. There is one thing that is super interesting about gliding ants that really makes them, or it separates them from other gliding animals. Most other gliding species have some sort of adaptation to increase their surface area and act as a wing or a parachute. Flying snakes flatten themselves out, flying squirrels have a, that skin flap between their front and hind legs, and even gliding frogs have some skin webbing between their toes that they use to um, help increase that surface area. However, gliding ants don't really have any of those. The best that they have are their head and abdomen being a little bit more flat, but they don't really have that same sort of parachute adaptation that other gliding animals have. So if you don't have a built-in parachute, how do you glide? The overall flight pattern is a J shape. When they fall from the tree, they just fall for three to four meters as they get a visual lock on the tree that they fell from. It has been confirmed that they need that visual cue for a successful landing. When the ant's vision is blocked, they can't glide back towards the tree and will just fall. So once they have that tree in their sights, they use their flattened head and abdomen to work towards adjust their positioning to land on the tree. Some species will adjust so that they're flying face first, so they'll land more facing up the tree, but several species glide in abdomen first, so they kind of angle their butt towards the tree, and then they land facing down. Gliding ants have a pretty good success rate, about 85% of the time they will land back on their tree. This does leave room for ants to bounce off and fall on their first attempt, and this does happen. Ants, or the gliding ants, are capable of making 180 degree turns mid-air, and this enables them to be able to redirect their fall and reattempt their landing. On that re-entry, the ant almost always sticks the landing. Once they have successfully landed on their tree, the little worker ant is free to go back to its chemical trail and recommence its colony supporting duties. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We had a bit of a short one for you today. And be sure to tune in to next week's episode. Please rate and review on iTunes, and now you can also find the podcast on Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Audible. There are a few options to help support this podcast. The big one is to share us with someone you know that could use some more animal facts in life, which we know is definitely everybody. 
and you can also become a patron on Patreon. You can find the link for, the, for that in the description below. You can find the podcast on Instagram as well, so give that a follow at Quirky Creepy Freaky Pod. And if you have a favorite quirky, creepy, or freaky animal fact, send it on in at quirkycreepyfreakypod at gmail.com. Audio editing and recording is done by me, Olivia Strait. Intro music created by Kaylee Strait. Thank you for listening.